0: In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation. I'm your host, Father Ed Broom, OMB of Lady of the Virgin Mary, and it's great to be with all of you, as always. I'd like to start off our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary has many wonderful, wonderful titles. Wonderful titles. Mary is truly
1: the mother of God. Mary
0: is also the mother of the church. And Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. So we can start off our day, or week, inviting Mary to be with us by praying the prayer that Mary loves most.
1: And that prayer is the Hail Mary. So together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: Now, my friends, let us invite to be with us our spiritual director, Our spiritual director has many titles.
1: He's the Holy Spirit. The Holy
0: Spirit is also known as the Paraclete. He's also known as the Gift of Gifts. The Holy Spirit is also known as the Sweet Guest of the Soul. Holy Spirit is also known as
1: our sanctifier. He who makes us holy. Holy Spirit is also known
0: as the mutual bond of love between the Father and the Son.
1: let's invite the Holy Spirit to be with us. And we can say often this prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come to the heart of Mary. That's right. Come, Holy Spirit, come.
0: Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come to the heart of Mary. So let's we'll say the, also the classical prayer to the Holy Spirit and ask Him to, to be with us now. It is come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in His consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end.
1: Amen. Mary, mystical spouse of the Holy Spirit, pray for us. St. Joseph,
0: Pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel. Pray for us. St. Gabriel. Pray for us. St. Raphael. Pray for us. St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola. Pray for us. St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. Pray for us. Saint Francis Xavier, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. So I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation. And as always, I would like to encourage you with these words that and the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass that I'll be praying today and of course the greatest of all prayers is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass I'll be praying for you and your intentions now I'd like to place all of you on the altar when I offer the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass There's just so many intentions. There's just so many intentions that we can offer in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. But I'd like to offer, I'd like to offer most specifically three intentions. First intention is I'd like to pray. in a special way that all of us that all of us will be open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit and perhaps as I mentioned earlier this can be a prayer that we say during the course of the day that is Come Holy Spirit, come. Come Holy Spirit, come. To the heart of Mary. Come Holy Spirit, come. Come Holy Spirit, come to the heart of Mary. My second intention will be the following like to pray for our family members and for the conversion of our family members that especially our family members who have decided to walk away from God that they would return Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said this, What does it profit a man if he gain gain the whole world and lose his soul in the process? That's right. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole universe and ends up by losing his soul? I'd like to pray for the conversion of our, our own lives, but also of our family members. And then I'd like to pray for the dying, for those who will be dying within the next twenty four hours. Especially I'd like to pray for the dying, for the dying who are not well disposed, that they will be saved. All right my friends. So today is today is Sunday and it's the day of the Lord. And every time we enter into Sunday, it's the day of the Lord. And the church invites us to sanctify Sunday by reliving the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yes, every Sunday the church teaches is somewhat of a a mini, a mini Pascha, a mini resurrection. So it's a day of great rejoicing. Let's pray that, let's pray that Easter antiphon. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. This is the day the Lord has made.
1: Let us be glad and rejoice in it. What a great privilege we have as Catholics. When we pray the Lord's Prayer,
0: we say in the Lord's Prayer, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. But we say, Give us this day our daily bread. Now, how do we interpret the Lord's Prayer, give us this day or daily bread? Well, the give us this day or daily bread is, can be very, very much related to to what we're celebrating. First of all, when we say, give us this day or daily bread, we're asking the Lord to give us
1: sufficient health So that we can work hard with our bodies, our minds, and our whole being. And so that we can work hard to provide for ourselves and for for those who depend upon us. Then we say, give us a day our daily bread. We can interpret it in the light
0: of the greatest of all prayers. The greatest of all prayers is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That's right. The greatest of all prayers is the holy sacrifice of the Mass.
1: the Holy Sacrifice
0: of the Mass. And it's true that the Mass nourishes us in many ways.
1: The Mass nourishes us. First, in that every Sunday Mass
0: we have three readings. And the reading, the first reading is usually taken from the Old Testament. Then we have the Responsorial Psalm. Then we have the second reading which is very often one of the readings of St Paul, one of his letters or epistles.
1: Then we have the reading of the Gospel. Gospel means good news.
0: And when we read the gospel, the priest says, a reading from the gospel according to St. Matthew, glory to you, O Lord. And we take our, our thumb and we mark our forehead, we mark our lips, and
1: then we mark our hearts.
0: and it's important that we understand why we do certain gestures, otherwise we can fall into superstition. I've said before that that religi- religiosity, not educated, can degenerate into superstition. We don't want to be superstitious, but men and women of great faith and trust in God
1: So then we have the uh,
0: the gospel reading, which is the very heart of the Bible itself. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So that is, uh, as Vatican II points out, there are two tables. There's a table of the Word of God, and then we arrive at what is called
1: the Eucharistic Liturgy.
0: And by the Eucharistic Liturgy we mean we're celebrating what our Lord commanded us to do. At the Last Supper, He took bread, blessed the bread, gave the bread to his disciples and said, take and eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my
1: blood. By
0: pronouncing those words, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he instituted the greatest of all the sacraments, which is the Most Holy Eucharist. So we nourish ourselves, my friends, first on the reading of the Word of God and the homily that the priest gives in the Mass. Then we're called to nourish ourselves on the bread of life. So we nourish our minds and then we nourish our hearts. See the parallel between what I'm saying and this biblical passage taken from John chapter 6 where Jesus says, I am the bread of life.
1: I am the bread of life. Whoever eats my body and drinks my blood Will have everlasting life,
0: and I will raise him up on the last day. So, the Mass is, of course, the
1: greatest, it's the greatest
0: of all prayers, it is the prayer par excellence, it's the greatest of all prayers, it's the prayer. Par excellence. So, that being the case, that being the case, let's delve into the riches of the readings. So, today, being Sunday, we have three readings. One is taken from the great prophet Isaiah, chapter 56. Then we've got Psalm 67. And the antiphon is, O God, let all the nations praise you. Then we have the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Romans chapter 11. And St. Paul speaks about the gifts and the call of God for Israel are irrevocable. Then we have the beautiful Gospel in the 15th chapter of St. Matthew which Jesus hears the appeal of the Canaanite woman and he heals her daughter who was tormented by a devil And I'd like to say, at least, briefly, a brief comment on the saint that we celebrate today, that we would celebrate today, because, of course, when we celebrate Sunday, Sunday presides over over the feast day, memorial or feast days of saints. But the name of the saint that we celebrate today His name is the great St. the great Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, known as the mellifluous doctor, the honeymouth doctor. St. Bernard, the mellifluous doctor, the honeymouth doctor. is known also for his beautiful mystical poetical writings, especially on the Blessed Virgin Mary. So our our spiritual manual is complete. It's like a Japanese buffet. We wanna we wanna take so much because there's so much to nourish ourselves on. But I'll try to I'll try to maybe glean something from each of the readings and then we can talk a little bit about St. Bernard. You know, a word on Isaiah. Of all the prophets of the Old Testament, I call Isaiah the, the Shakespeare of the Old Testament because he's so eloquent. He's so eloquent in the way he expresses himself with the wording, the images, the metaphors, the symbolism, the analogies taken from nature, from human circumstances. And indeed, St. Bernard, or rather, the Isaiah, is somewhat like St. Bernard in that sense. He is one of the four major prophets. And the four major prophets would be Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. So I'd like to pull out an idea from Isaiah. In the essence of the reading is Thus says the Lord. Observe what is right, do what is just, for my salvation is about to come, my just is about to be revealed. That's good advice, actually great advice. We should always get up in the morning, consecrate ourselves to Jesus through Mary, And then, by our consecration to Jesus through Mary, we want, to try, we want to try to do all within our power, all within our power, to do what is pleasing to God. What would Jesus do in this circumstance? What would Mary do in this circumstance? What would St. Joseph do in this circumstance? We want to have as our models Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Have them as our models. So let's uh, just take that as the idea from Isaiah. Observe what is right, do what is just. And let's have our Lord, who is the way, the truth, and the life, Mary, who is the star of the sea, and St. Joseph as the greatest of all saints.
1: Have them. As our models and guides, have them. Jesus and mary are our models and their our guides and the saints too.
0: so then we move from the first reading of Isaiah, which we've gleaned one golden nugget for us, which is to do right and just in the eyes of God, and then The responsorial psalm is, O
1: God, let all the nations praise you.
0: O God, let all the nations praise you. Oh God, let all the nations praise you. You know, of all the prayers
1: that we can offer to God, the prayer of praise is the greatest. So much so that So much so that
0: St. Ignatius and the spiritual exercises states that we are created for this purpose.
1: We are created to praise God. to reverence
0: God, to serve God, and by means of that to save our immortal soul. We are prayed to praise God. Now my friends, uh, once again I'm returning to this greatest of all prayers. And that prayer is the holy
1: sacrifice of the Mass.
0: There we have the greatest way in which we can praise God. And what, is the, what would you say would be the fundamental purpose of the holy sacrifice of the Mass? The fundamental purpose of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, we have it in the doxology. And when I say the doxology, it means...
1: It means this.
0: We say, through Him, with Him, in Him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen.
1: What we're doing is we're
0: praising God the Father by raising God the Son and through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's a Trinitarian Eucharistic
1: prayer of praise.
0: Another way in which we can praise God is by praying the Psalms. There are 150 Psalms, and many of those Psalms are Psalms of praise. Many of the Psalms are Psalms of praise. For example, if you take the last three Psalms, Psalm 148, 149, 150, those are Psalms of praise. They you are know, psalms of praise.
1: Another way in which we can praise God, my friends, is by
0: praying the divine praises that we we say at the Conclusion of our Eucharistic Adoration, as we finish our Holy Hour, and we say,
1: how beautiful, blessed be God, blessed be his holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be
0: Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the mat, of of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete. Blessed be the great mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be your holy and immaculate conception.
1: Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, virgin and mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most
0: chaste spouse. Blessed be God and his angels and his saints. So those are three ways in which we can praise God, my friends. rather two ways, through the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, three, to- three ways, I'm sorry, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, through the Psalms, and then by praying the Divine Praises. We can say that at the end of our Holy Hour, we can say it any time. Then, my friends, we have the letter of St. Paul to the
1: Romans.
0: And St. Paul says this, that God is a God of many gifts. And he says the gifts of God are irrevocable, which means once the gift is given, There it is.
1: Then he speaks.
0: The very end of his short reading today is, by virtue of the mercy of God shown to you, they too may now receive mercy. He's talking about the Jews. St. Paul was born a Jew, and he has a great desire to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ of the Jews, and not all are receiving it. And he longs that his his um, brothers in blood, the Jewish people, would have faith in Jesus and be saved. He says that they too may now receive mercy. For God delivered all to disobedience that he might have mercy upon all. The greatest of all, the greatest of all God's divine attributes is God's infinite mercy.
1: God's infinite mercy. Let us pray that we would receive God's mercy by
0: humbly begging forgiveness for our sins because we're all sinners and fall short of the mercy of God. Remember a story in the life of Fulton Sheen in which he heard that one of the most prominent, well, well-known prostitutes of New York City was dying. And the name of this uh, woman was Kitty. So she was dying and Fulton Sheen went to visit her in her tenement. And there she was laying on the bed, looking as if she were about to die. Fulton Sheen said he never saw a more squalid, dirty place in his life. As if the life of this woman was reflected in the disordered, dirty, squalid room that she lived. And it turned out that this woman, Kitty, was actually poisoned by her owner, the pimp. The reason being, she was not bringing in enough clients and money. So Fulton Sheen asked her if she would like to go to confession. And Kitty said, I am actually the worst sinner in the world. And Fulton Sheen with his typical eloquence, eloquence and wisdom said, it's not true. The worst sinner in the world is the one who says he doesn't have any sins. How true. The worst sinner in the world is the one who says, I have no sin. So to make a long story short, Kitty opens up her heart. And makes a good confession to Fulton Sheen. And what happens is, instead of dying, God intervenes and restores her strength, her health. Restores her strength, her health. And what happens is Kitty decides to renounce her sinful lifestyle. That she was going to be giving up that ignoble profession. But it doesn't stop there. Kitty was somewhat like John chapter 4 where you have the woman Samaritan. Jesus says, to her. Where's your husband? I don't have one. It's true. You've had five and you're living with another one. The woman goes and tells the people in the town, why didn't you come and meet a man that told me everything I've ever done. So Kitty basically does the same. She goes and she announces to some of the other street woman the fact that she encountered God. Many of these other prostitutes had also been Catholics before. And what happens is it's like a domino effect in which many of these prostitutes seek out Fulton Sheen and they go to confession and they leave their work as street women and they give themselves to the honor and praise rather they give themselves to a more noble way of, of uh, gaining their living so I thought I tell you that story, it's a kind of a beautiful story kind of a, a beautiful story That takes us to the Gospel for today. Let's set the stage. Jesus withdraws and He's going through the region of Tyre and Sidon. And aware of this, there's this uh, woman who is not a Jew She's a Canaanite woman of that district, and she she's got a serious problem.
1: What is the serious problem? Well, the serious problem is that she is a daughter. she is a daughter and the daughter is tormented by this a bad spirit by the devil so the woman
0: seeks out jesus and cries out have pity on me lord son
1: of david My daughter is tormented by a demon.
0: So we've seen this woman. She seeks out Jesus. She cries out to
1: Jesus. She begs Jesus.
0: She has reverence for Jesus. And she's really motivated. She's really motivated, especially by love and compassion for someone that's suffering. And of course, this person that is suffering is, is her own daughter.
1: What happens is very interesting, very interesting, and it's the following that. Jesus seems to ignore this woman. He says
0: he didn't give a word in answer. Now for the disciples, this woman is a nuisance. She's just crying out. Kind of like Bartimaeus.
1: Crying out as being a nuisance. So they
0: say, Lord, send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. Jesus finally does respond to the woman and says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So the woman doesn't give up. She gives, she pays Jesus homage, which means she shows Jesus great reverence, which is something we should all do. Even going back to St. Ignatius, we're called to praise God, to reverence God, to serve God, and then to save our souls. And she says, Lord, help me. What a beautiful prayer. It's a prayer that we should all say. Lord, help me. Sometimes these short, poignant prayers are very powerful.
1: Lord, help me.
0: Jesus says something that's so much shocking. He says it's not right to take the food
1: of the children and then throw it to
0: the dogs. But then the, the woman makes a response that impresses Jesus all the more. She said, please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from their master's table. So the woman humbles herself even more. So we've got you've got reverence, you got homage, you got faith, you got trust, you got insistence, you got perseverance. This woman is a model for us, a model for us in the prayer of supplication, the prayer of intercession, so much so that Saint Augustine quoted in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. He says that we're all we're all we're all beggars before the we're all beggars before God in need of his help And then Jesus aware of the great faith the great humility
1: the great trust
0: the perseverance the, per, the perseverance of this woman. He
1: says, "O oh woman, O oh woman, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish.
0: And the gospel says, and from that, from that hour, the, the girl, this girl who was, who was tormented, she was tormented by a bad spirit. She was tormented by a bad spirit.
1: The bad spirit left her. What a beautiful passage, my friends.
0: And I'd like to uh, to just present to you how this Canaanite woman, this Canaanite woman is truly
1: a woman who gives us a great example of prayer,
0: but especially the prayer of petition or the prayer of supplication. There are many different ways in which we can pray. I like to sometimes give the acronym ACTS. One mode of prayer is adoration. Another mode of prayer would be contrition. Another mode of prayer would be
1: thanksgiving. Another mode of prayer would be that of supplication.
0: So adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, and supplication. Those are different modes or ways that we...
1: We address ourselves to God that we pray.
0: This one we have the supplication. Let's go through the different qualities of this Canaanite woman.
1: First is we we see her. Her faith her faith that she she truly had a strong faith strong faith that Jesus
0: was the response Jesus would be the Divine Physician. Jesus could heal this woman. She really had the faith. Next is that she, she made an effort to seek Christ out. We all have to imitate her to try to try to seek Christ out in our lives. The third is I would say of great importance. Is the great compassion that this woman had. The great compassion that this woman had, especially for her daughter the word the word compassion my friends comes from latin cum passio and cum passio means to suffer with this woman this mother suffered with her daughter seeing how much her daughter is suffering the mother took this to heart But then also the woman had great humility. Jesus said it's not right to throw the dog the, the food of the dog the food of the children to the dogs, which is real it was a real demeaning expression. But the woman is not rebuffed but rather she insists all the more. She says, Lord, even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from their master's tables. Even the scraps fall. Even, even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the master's table. And then we see in this woman great perseverance, patience, persistence, that she does not give up. And how often it is we we can easily give up hope and give up prayer when we don't see things happening. Jesus says, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find knock and the door will be opened to you. So let's take this woman as a model for prayer. And as I said at the beginning of our conversation, I would mention briefly St. Bernard. St. Bernard is one of the doctors of the Catholic Church. He's actually the yeah, he's a doctor of the Catholic Church known as the mellifluous doctor, the honey-mouth doctor. And I'd like to just mention one thing related to the Blessed Virgin Mary. St. Bernard, it's attributed to him that beautiful prayer to Mary known as the Stella Maris. Stella Stella Maris means the star of the sea. The sailors, many years ago, they would orient themselves by looking up at the the star there, in the firmament, and allow the star to guide them and direct them safely to the harbor. So we've got some rain today in Southern California, a storm has descended upon us,
1: very symbolic. In the midst of the storms of life, in the midst of the
0: downpour of torrential rain in our lives, the storm was the gospel last Sunday that Jesus calmed the storm. Let's never give in despair. But let's lift up our minds, our hearts, to Mary, who's known as Stella Maris, the star of the sea. So may Mary Stella Maris, the star of the sea, lead you to the port of salvation. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.